0: Welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore canuck follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and a review as well. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, a couple things we got to get to today. So the Buffalo Sabres making a trade with the Minnesota Wild, who all of a sudden are in on everything and making so many moves, left, right, and center, signing Brodine, Uh Dumba's got one foot out the door, uh, and now they make a move with the Sabres and ship out Eric Stahl. So I'll talk about that trade in just a moment. Um, also, Pierre LeBron coming out on TSN Radio today talking about how the Leafs, he's hearing the Leafs are aggressively, aggressively looking to add to the top end of their defense, which means they want to add a top four defender, which is so good to hear because that is exactly what the Leafs need. Their defense is poor, poor, poor. So uh, what I've done, uh, what I'm going to be doing here is talking about a few candidates that I think the Leafs should be pursuing, could be pursuing. Uh, So I've got Five guys who I think that the Leafs could pursue via the free agent market and then also a little bit later in the show, uh, I'll be going through some trade options that I think that they should be, uh, that they could be, not should be, but could be inquiring about and bringing on uh, into the Leafs defense because let's face it, it's kind of poor and they need to upgrade that this offseason or they'll probably have a very similar fate next season. Uh, all right, let's talk about this trade real quick, though, before we can get into the Leafs' talk, because uh, the Sabres, our division foes, made a big trade today acquiring Eric Stahl, and he comes over from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for Marcus Johansson. A couple interesting notes here of this trade. Buffalo um, getting a, a veteran voice in the locker room. That's what they're getting in Eric Stahl. They're getting a guy who could also be their number 2 center. This is someone who really has kind of turned back the clock the last couple of years in Minnesota. Um, you know, he's going into, uh, I believe it's age 36 year next season. So maybe he starts to fought to to decline. I was going to say finally decline, but he did kind of decline a little bit and then came back and maybe now he'll regress back to kind of the way he was when he was on the tail end of his career in Carolina and in New York. Um, but I do like the signing. They need a number two center behind Jack Eichel. And I think Stahl is a good a good pickup. He's, a, he's going to be a good veteran, a good voice in the room. And, you know, the link there is, is quite obvious. Their new GM, Kevin Adams played with Eric Stall in Carolina for years. So it's, uh, it's, it's no surprise that he's very familiar with, Eric Stahl, very familiar with the kind of guy he is and what he can do to a locker room and for a locker room. So bringing him into that toxicity that uh, has been in Buffalo the past couple of seasons to try and kind of right the ship, I think is is a good move, a really good move. And and the fact that they did that and shed one point two five million dollars in salary by moving Marcus Johansson, I think is a win win. Uh, so they did kind of doubled up, a they or triple, I guess it's it's threefold really. They get themselves a good veteran voice for the locker room. They get themselves a number two center, which they desperately need. He's not the Eric Stahl that he once was. I don't think he's going to be putting up, you know, 70 points, 40 goals like he did a couple of years back. Um, but he's a guy who could probably contribute, still score you 20 to 25 goals, you know, 50, 55, maybe 60 points, and is a good, solid veteran. And you shedded salary, which is something that apparently Buffalo is kind of looking to do anyways. So, um, And what did they give up? They gave up Marcus Johansson, who they signed as a free agent last year, and it just didn't really work out. They tried to convert him from a winger to the to the center position, which is something he's done in the past, but it hasn't really worked out that well. And lo and behold, they did it again, and it did not work out that well. I don't know what the Wild plan on doing with him. Uh, they have kind of a glut of wingers like him already in the system, and and they wanted to get younger and faster, and yeah, I guess they got a little younger because Johansson's 30 and not 35, but I mean, he's still at the tail end of his career, I would say, uh, or at least past his prime, and is he that much faster? Yes, a little bit, but you know, he's not a burner. I don't know. I feel like it was kind of a light return for a guy like Eric Stahl, who brings a lot to the table. You know, I kind of wish that Toronto made a deal like this. I, I would have moved, like, Kerfoot. Kerfoot for Stahl? The money uh, money trades out, actually, the, the Leafs would save a little bit of money off of Stahl. Kerfoot's younger. He's quicker. Um... Put, I think that would have made some sense. He hasn't had as much uh, offensive production that Johansson has had throughout his career. Like he's Johansson's been a top six guy, you know, for a while. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not a good player, but at this point, um, I would take Stall over both of those guys, Kerfoot and Johansson. But I, I think Buffalo won that trade, and, and it's a good move for them. Um, it's a team that really desperately needs a veteran voice to kind of help the young guys come along. Uh, Something that's weird that I noticed when I went and checked out their, their uh, cap friendly page after the trade, they only have like four forwards under contract heading into next season. Like that's super strange. they got a lot of RFAs that they're going to have to get locked up. Um, new GM, Kevin Adams, uh, he's got a lot of work to do over the next couple of weeks. He's got some UFAs as well. Um, he's got a bunch of defensemen he's got to sign. Uh, we'll see if they end up getting themselves a goaltender. There's a bunch of goalies out there that they, could, they could go out and get. We'll see what Buffalo ends up doing. I'm thinking about since yesterday I kind of talked to um, when we talked to Chris Mancuso, uh we we talked about the Boston Bruins quite a bit because he's a Bruins guy and, and hosts a Bruins podcast on his uh tarpsofhockey.net website so we chatted Bruins with him i'm thinking that i might start doing a divisional roundup and kind of try and talk to somebody from each market within the division and kind of see where they're at heading into the off season uh and, and cuz you know what they say right they say you know you're only no what is it keep your keep your friends close and your enemies closer so let's figure out what uh, what their enemies our division foes are going to be up to during the offseason and give us a little bit of an understanding of what to expect to go into next year so i'll probably look to get that done maybe next week or maybe the week after so keep an eye on uh on on that uh speaking of divisional foes making moves uh the montreal Canadiens also did sign uh, joel edmondson who's a player who they got over the weekend uh in exchange for a I think it was a uh, it may have been just a straight fifth-round pick, actually, to acquire his rights from the Carolina Hurricanes. So they give a fifth-round pick to get his rights, and within a few days, they're able to put ink to paper. And Edmondson signing a four-year deal worth a $3.5 million per. I think that's a great signing for Montreal to do. Is a guy who's going to help out the bottom end of your D, good depth piece, and, and I really like the, the type of player that Edmondson is. Edmondson. Edmond Sin, I don't want to say Edmond Tin, uh, <laughs> um, but I think it's a good signing for Montreal. You know, I think it's kind of reminiscent to what they did last year when they brought in Ben Sherratt. just a uh, uh, you know an under the radar, solid defensive defenseman who can play some minutes and and play really well. So I thought that was a good signing for Montreal. Um, and speaking of signings, well, coming up next, I'm going to chat about some of the defensemen that the Leafs could sign in free agency. And there's a bunch of them, but I've got five guys who I think the Leafs should go after. And we'll do that next. Now let me tell you about Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone and does not require membership or account login. They have everything from edge control modules and brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for a classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to ma- navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, price at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same as professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend twice as much for the Same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone's craving fro There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings food for your craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you eat, when you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite local national restaurants, like chipotle wendy's and the cheesecake factory many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery just open the doordash app select your favorite local restaurant and your food will be left at your door doordash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your first zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike Stefano with you. Um, the Leafs apparently are aggressively aggressively looking to add to that back end and they want to rework the top half of that defense which is exactly what they need to do because as of now they've got Morgan Riley and Jake Muzzin uh, as their as their two guys on the left and they got nothing on the right i mean if you think you are a Justin Hall fan i think Justin Hall is a fine piece i would rather him be a third pair defenseman and i think he's shown that he could be serviceable enough as long as Jake Muzzin stays healthy to to kind of work with Muzzin. They, they complement each other well. And they can be a shutdown duo. But there needs to be something up front with Morgan Riley. Um, they can't go into another season with... Uh, you know, just absolute trash like Cody Cece and Ron Hainsey and uh, Travis Dermott and, and all these guys to to be your top pairing defensemen. Like they just can't play these 20-25 minutes that's asked of top defensemen these days. So uh, they are aggressively apparently looking to add a top end defenseman. So what we're going to do right now is we are first going to take a look at the free agent market and then coming up uh, in a little bit we'll we'll take a look at some of the trade options. So I've got myself probably the five free agents that I think that the Maple Leafs should consider going after. I'm not saying that they will go after any of these guys, or that I think they should go after all of these guys. But these are five probably of the best defensemen that they could possibly go after this offseason uh, via the free agent route. Which free agency opens up October 9th. For those who haven't heard, uh, so the draft is going to be on the I think it's the sixth and the seventh, and then the eighth is kind have an off day to get ready for for agency which is on the 9th so it's going to be real quick boom 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 um, which is like three weeks away from now it's actually insane how quick all of this is going to happen before you know it the cup is going to be awarded and we'll be into the off season which has just eluded us for months and months and months now um, but to get back to it so number one on the list is obviously going to be Alex Petrangelo I think Every Leafs fan would love to bring Petrangelo back home. It's going to be expensive, and that's the only thing that I have—I uh, don't want to say I have an issue with—but like, I just question about whether or not Toronto can afford to bring him home. And if they do, something's got to go, and something substantial. I'm not. Really, too sure if they can go out and afford to bring in a guy like him, and also keep all four of those big guys, and keep a guy like Freddie Anderson or or Muzzin and 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 Riley. I think one of those, you know, seven or eight players of that's considered your core right now. And I don't know if I want to put Anderson in that, but he's making five million and he's technically the number one right now in net. I think one of those would have to go in order to bring in such a big contract like that because, you know, we saw Jonas Brodeen get paid the other day. Uh, that was a seven-year deal at $42 million, so $6 million per year. And this is a guy who I think is a second-parent defenseman. I don't look at him as a number one. I don't look at him as a number two. I think he's maybe a low-end three or a really, really solid number four defenseman. And for that, you're getting paid $6 million. You've got to think a number one right shot Stanley Cup winning former captain hometown boy like Petrangelo is going to command a lot more than that and you're looking closer in the 9 to 10 million dollar range like I would be surprised if the Leafs can get this guy below 9 million and if they can I think they should pull the trigger anything above 9 it gets dicey for me um although I think he's going to be in uh, you know an unbelievable player for the next 5 years I feel like he's going to want a long-term contract in the last couple of years of that deal. Defensemen don't age that well. I think you see that now with a lot of guys who just aren't really aging good. And outside of, I would say, Shea Weber, who also, he has a lot of injuries. He still plays at a high level when he's healthy, but injuries have really taken a toll on him as well. So it's going to be dicey what they do with Petrangelo. But if they could secure him, I think they'll look to do it. I think he's probably their number one target. Uh, when there's smoke, there's fire. There's been a lot of smoke on him. So Petrangelo is number one. Number two, and someone who I think is more stomachable uh, in terms of a contract would be a guy like Chris Tanev. There's a little bit of injury history with him. He doesn't uh, well, he doesn't suit up for 82 all that often, let's say. I think he's got One season where he's played the the entire year, and that was this season, and it wasn't even an 82 game year. So, which is funny, but it's it's this is the only season he's ever actually played every single game uh, that his team played, which was like 70 or so games for the Canucks. But uh, Tanev is an absolute beast. I, I think that he's somebody who, if decides to test the market, is certainly somebody who the Leafs should be interested in. I think you can. I don't look at him as a a number one or number two either. He's, again, one of those three, four defensemen, but he's someone who compliments Morgan Riley really, really well. And he's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. You can get him for between five and six million, I think. And with the injury history that he has, you know, I I don't know if he can really command. Plus, he's getting up there in age. I think he's up uh, 30, like 30 years old or something like that. He's not at the point anymore where I don't think he can. Command more than Bro Dean. He may be able to get a similar uh, a similar AAV, but I think for him it's a guy who's probably looking maybe four years at like five, five and a half million. And I think that's 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 a decent contract. He's a guy who can kill penalties, he's a great penalty killer, he blocks shots, he hits. Uh, I, I really, really think that Chris Tanev is a perfect piece for this Leafs defense because um, when he's healthy and on the ice he's an extremely extremely useful defensive stay-at-home defenseman and that's exactly what we need so Tanev is another guy I would really really like it for the Leafs to to go after if they get priced out of the Petrangelo sweepstakes another guy who's probably in the similar price range to Tanev is Travis Hamanick. Uh another guy who I think at one point was also linked to the Leafs went back when he was with the Islanders and he went to calgary um and and the only thing that I question here is the fact that the reason why he went to Calgary is because he wanted to be closer to home. I believe he's from Winnipeg and uh there was some some family reasons why he wanted to be closer there, so I, I could see Winnipeg just coming in and uh, scooping him up real cheap since that's where he's going to want to go, and Winnipeg desperately needs defenseman on the right side. It's just a match made in heaven for them. But Hamannick, I think, would also look good in the Maple Leafs uniform, and if he wants to be on, on a team that has aspirations to win a cup in the next couple of se- couple of seasons, this is the the place to do it. You know, I like Winnipeg but i don't think they 're there yet. I think they've got some more pieces uh to to some kinks to work out, I guess I would say so uh, Travis Hammonick is another guy who, through free agency, you could go out and uh and try and bring him in Sammy vatnen, another player I think the Leafs would like to acquire uh would like to bring in he's somebody who I'm not as high on like I am those other three. I think that's, you know, strike one, strike two, strike three, move on to your fourth guy here and is what it is. I I just, I'm not a huge Votnin fan and, and I question what it's going to take to get him. I feel like it'll be, a little bit more expensive to get a guy like Votnin, and he's not going to give you the production that that I want out of somebody who might warrant a five and a million, $6 million contract. Uh, and the last guy who I'm looking at through the free agent lens is Radko Gudis, who I think everybody has penciled in as a Leaf already. Uh, he's a player who I think I... Would really enjoy to see in a Maple Leafs uniform. You know, he plays a very hard-nosed, defensive-style game. He's a veteran. He's gritty. He goes out there, eats pucks. Lays the boom on players. He's kind of a a player that Toronto, the city, really loves. You know, we love those great grinders, those Darcy Tuckers, Domies, Hyman's. Ratko Gudis could be that next guy who just goes out there and and plays sound hockey. I'm not looking at him, probably not as a top pairing defenseman to play a Morgan Riley, but if they can get him on a little bit of a cheaper deal and maybe use him as your third pairing defenseman, I really would love that and also have him be kind of a a penalty killer and just go out there and, and be kind of an enforcer on the ice, especially since we found out today that it, it looks like they're going to let Kyle Clifford Test the market, which we assumed was going to happen, but his agent came out today and said that it's definitely going to happen. So they got to replace some grit, right? There out goes Kyle Clifford, and you bring in a guy like Gudis, or you bring in a guy like like Tanev, uh, you know, who's got that grittiness factor to them, um, or you go big fish hunting and you try and sign Petrangelo, and you just kind of deal with the contracts later. And that's also something that I think the least wouldn't mind doing. So, uh, all right, let's take a quick break. And then when we return, I've got some trade candidates for you. We'll be right back. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, oh, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe you real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash slash xxx and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash locked on NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano still with you. Once again, check me out on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Uh, Check the show out on Twitter at Locked On Leafs. We do a show every single day, Monday through Friday. All Leafs, all the time, each and every day. Your team, every day. Uh, So subscribe to us. Subscribe to the show so that you can get your content straight to your phone. We're available on all podcasts and platforms. Uh, All right, let's get back into it. Let's talk about some trade candidates that I have put forth for the Maple Leafs. So once again, we're talking about how can this team improve their back end how can they improve their defense i went through and i listed some pretty good options i think through the free agent market now there's also the trade front which they could go down and again we've talked about this a couple times this week on the podcast the fact that teams are looking to cut salaries is a good thing for the Leafs because this allows them to pick up some guys on the cheap not so much cheap as in it's it's gonna cost them little to you know little to do. It's actually going to cost them a lot of actual money to do it, but it's not going to cost them a lot of value to do it. And for a multi-billion dollar company like MLSE they can afford to do that kind of stuff and try and bring a cup to Toronto. So um, I do have some guys here uh, from some teams who might be looking to cut bait uh, with with these players, whether it's because uh, they've soured on them, they're, you know, they're just looking to, to improve their team. um, Or if uh, again, you know, the whole cut bait thing because they got to shed salary. So these guys could become available because the owners don't want to pay them. Therefore, Get rid of them. Get rid of those contracts. So I got one or two of those guys on this list here. Uh, We'll start out with, with Matt Dumba, who we talked about yesterday. I think he is probably the number one target that I would say that I would enjoy the least going out to get for a couple of reasons. One, he's still young, 26 years old. So he's got lots of tread left on those wheels, and he's a player who... I think could be uh, a really good fit with the, with the Maple Leafs. I think that he'd be a great fit alongside Morgan Riley, you know, and, and for an extra, th- he's got three more years left on his deal, so he's got term. $6 million is is... Perfect, I think for for what they're looking to get. Like if you're going to try and sign a player uh, in the free agency, like a Hamannik or a Voughten or a Tanev, it might cost you in and around that number between five and a half six million. I'll take Matt Dumba over all of those guys. Uh, he had a career high of fifty points a couple of years ago. Then he got hurt and took us some time getting going this season. So uh, I think that could be why maybe Minnesota soured on him a little bit. Maybe they know something that we don't if they're looking to move on from him in. But they got a lot of money tied up in defensemen and Dumba is now I think on the block and there are teams calling and I think Toronto should be one of them Um, he's a really good skater, plays a great two-way game, can kill some penalties he could play on the second power play as well, kind of take over where Tyson Barry was uh, or Morgan Riley was after Barry and Riley swapped but regardless he could put Riley back on PP1 where he deserves in my opinion and then I have Dumba do PP2 so um, the thing about it is today Pierre LeBron did say that there are a lot of teams calling and they are listening, but they want a centerman in return. And I don't think Alex Kerfoot would be that centerman that they're looking for because I think they're looking for a top six uh, because that's obviously what a guy like Matt Dumba is valued at. He's not valued at a third line, borderline, third line centerman like Kerfoot, unfortunately. So um, the Leafs, I don't think they have that to give them but they do get the first round pick and they do got some prospects so we'll see if they can end up making something happen but so far Dumba would be my number one trade target Uh, another guy who hasn't been talked about a lot but uh, they could take advantage of this team looking to shed salary and that's Aaron Eckblad defenseman for the Florida Panthers 24 years old six foot four 215 pounds, former first overall pick, plays a hard-nosed game, defensive style game, but also still can kind of play a little bit in the offensive zone too. He's a smart, smart player. Extremely, uh, I think he's got good hockey sense, and you would expect that out of a guy who went number one overall. And he would look great next to paired up with with Morgan Riley. And he's signed long-term on on a pretty good contract for a guy of his of his caliber. He is a top pairing defenseman, and if you can get him uh, on a five-year deal at seven and a half million dollars I mean you got to try you might have to move out some salary to get it done but you got to try and Aaron Eckblad, for as young as he is uh the, the the five years is is gonna be right through to his prime and then by 29 30 years old you know you can make that decision at that point that's kind of when you're gonna be having uh, a bunch of your guys starting to come up um for the Leafs as UFAs, right? You got your Nealander, uh, Marner. You're going to have uh, Matthews, so that money will be coming off the books uh, around that time. So, but I think Ekblad would be a great, great addition to the Leafs' blue line uh, right there. You like, like, imagine this: Morgan Riley and Aaron Eckblad as your first pairing, Jake Muzzin and Hall as your second pairing. I would be very excited going into next year if that is my top four. Super excited. Or maybe they even do one better and they go out and they get it like they they sign Radko Gudas in free agency. And now all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, okay, we've got Riley and Dumba. And then we've got uh Jake Muzzin and Gudas as our shutdown pairing, which would be unbelievable and very mean and awesome to watch. And then You've got either Dermot or Sandine. You know, I think that'll be a good competition there. And uh, Justin Holt as your as your third pair of defensemen. So uh, I think that would be a really, really solid pickup if you can kind of maneuver and get a couple of these guys. But Aaron Ekblad, certainly uh, a really good one. Another one that you can maybe exploit in terms of getting a, a, on the cheap in terms of value-wise, because I think Phoenix is going to be looking to... Phoenix. This is the second time in a row I've said Phoenix. Arizona will be looking to move on from the... Uh, Oliver Ekman-Larsen contract, I think, uh, at 29 years old. He's got seven years left on that deal at $8.25 million. Uh, he is their captain, but he is also making a boatload of cash, which is something that uh, Arizona just at this point is not willing to to pay. Like, let's be honest, this is a team who uh, there are reports that are being said that they're looking to try and get their internal cap in under $70 million. Under $70 million. That's about twelve million under the 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 floor or the uh, the ceiling. So I, I could see them looking to move a guy like Oliver Ekman Larson. I mean, they're pretty high up in cap going into the season as is. Like this is a, a team in Arizona who right now has eighty million dollars spent going into next year. Eighty million. That's quite a bit. You know when you're paying Clay, uh, Clayton Keller seven, you've got Phil Kessel for almost seven. Derek Stepan's making six and a half. Schmaltz five point eight. Uh, on the back end, you know you've got what do you got here? Four guys making four and a half plus million uh, per season. You got both your goalies making over four mil. You know, there's there's quite a bit of money that's going to be owed to a lot of these guys. And I think OEL may be one of the most lucrative uh, trade assets that they have. And I could see them now that they no longer have a first, second, or third round pick due to them losing out on their picks for uh, cheating, essentially, um, at the Combine a couple of years ago and, and doing a little extra testing. They could be looking to go into a rebuild. I don't see them re-signing Taylor Hall and I can definitely see them looking to move on from guy like OEL or even Nicholas uh, Yalmerson. Uh, I think Michael Grabner could be someone they look to move. Maybe Derek Stepon who's going into his last year. Heck, I know they just brought him in, but Phil Kessel could be another guy that they look to move on from. Uh, but certainly I think Oliver ekman Larson would be a target that the Leafs should definitely be interested in. Uh, 8.25 is is quite high. That is the only concern there. So I'm not saying this is a preferred target, but it it, it should be uh, a target, I think, for the Leafs. A uh, couple other ones here that are I would consider not top pairing defensemen. Definitely a little bit uh, down the lineup a little bit. Second pairing uh, guys. Uh, Brett Pesci 25 years old, six foot three, 205 pounds. He got four years left on his deal at 4.025 million dollars. He's a guy who has been linked to Toronto a couple of times in the past. Right shot defenseman. Um, the only issue with him again is is injuries. Right, he hasn't played a full 82 game slate since 2017, and he took a little bit of a a step back this year with Carolina. And again, it could have been just because of the injuries. But uh, I I think that this is a guy who could definitely excel here in Toronto. He's the type of player that they need, a defensive defenseman. So Brett Pesci is still young enough at 25 that I would really like to go out and explore trading for this guy. I don't know what it would take. Again, I'm probably not going to do one of those top players for him like Nylander or anything like that. But I think Pesci is definitely someone who the Leafs should be looking into. Uh, quickly, I'll touch on the next two guys here. Adam Larson from the Edmonton Oilers. At uh, 27 years old, he's got one year left on his deal at 4.16 million. So this would kind of be similar to, I guess, what we did last year with Tyson Berry, where we're just rolling the dice on a guy and in going into a contract year and hope it works out. The the thing with Larson is is he does. Uh, offer a little bit more than Tyson Barry, because if Barry's not, you know, feeling it offensively, he doesn't offer much of anything. Whereas I think Adam Larson, he's got a pretty high floor, and at at just a, a hair over four million dollars, I'll take that top four floor. Any day of the week and play him alongside Morgan Riley, uh, I, I'll, I'll take that, right? Right shot. He's a hard nose, plays a defensive style game, loves to lay the bodies. He's one of the most hit happy defensemen left in the game today. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that, you know, he finishes his checks, which is something that I think doesn't happen far enough here in Toronto. It's a pretty soft team. And you get a guy like Larson who'll go out there and lay the boom. I'll take it. Kills penalties. Each minutes. That's a thing too. A guy like Larson who's played well over 20, 22 minutes a game, uh, he can keep up with, with the minutes that they're going to be wanting to give to Morgan Riley. So it totally makes sense for, for a guy like him. Uh, lastly, I think maybe this one's kind of more of a, um, it's an RFA and, and I guess it'd be kind of a sign and trade type deal, but I'm thinking possibly Brandon Montour you know, like I think the Leafs have kicked the can on him a couple of times um, out in Buffalo. He's getting, he's an RFA right now, so I think it just comes down to how's negotiations going with Montour and the Sabers. Uh, they made a trade today. We spoke to to Joe DiBiase about it uh, about them bringing somebody in, uh, uh, Eric Stahl, You know, is is Brandon Montour, who's kind of struggled since he got to Buffalo after they gave up a first rounder for him a couple of years ago. Uh, He's struggled since he's got there. So are they looking to move on from that experiment? Perhaps, you know, they could be. I I think it's possible. But, you know, he's another one of those guys who plays a solid two-way game, has a little bit of edge to him. Um, I think maybe just a change of scenery and Brandon Montour all of a sudden becomes, you know, maybe turns back into that solid top four defenseman that, that, Everyone thought he was going to be when when he first came into the league with Anaheim. So those are some trade targets that I think the Maple Leafs could go after. You let me know if you got anybody else that you thought of that maybe I missed. Check us out on uh, on Twitter at Locked On and let me know. Check or you could also. Message myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. But that's to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily leaves content. You can follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs and, uh, yeah, if you want some more Hawk talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the entire NHL. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.